Welcome to the Skull Splitter Dice Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. Visit us at SkullsplitterDice.com for the best D&D dice in the realms. Enjoy the episode. Hey there, everyone. I'm Patrick Ferguson with Skull Splitter Dice, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about the Goliaths. Goliaths first showed up in D&D 3rd Edition and have remained essentially unchanged since that point. They're best described as half-giants, except with a little bit of lawful honor and a tough guy machismo thrown into the mix. Goliaths are the quintessential barbarians, with martial greatness being one of the few things that they care about outside of honor and glory. They may seem a little simple on the surface, but we're going to go over everything you need to know to create your own Goliath character in today's video. Let's start by talking a little bit about their culture. Goliath culture is a egalitarian, utilitarian meritocracy. And basically what that means is that they value usefulness to a fault. Everyone is equal before being valued by their contribution to society with a strong sense of fair play. This sounds kind of nice on the surface until you consider the fact that those who are too weak or too sick or too old would literally rather die than be a drain on the tribe partially why you don't see a lot of elderly Goliaths out there, and I think that's pretty morbid. Add to this the fact that Goliaths are overly competitive, always comparing their achievements to one another with no shame whatsoever, you can definitely see how they are just naturally built as a barbarian. Although I must say, I do enjoy the fact that they have a bit more lore to them than just strong man with big weapon in the wilderness. Goliaths will typically not have the same leadership for very long, as the position of chief is always up for grabs to anybody that's willing to prove themselves to be the best in combat. That said, Goliaths don't really care about the illusion or the title of power so much as the actual achievement itself of defeating somebody else in combat, having the honor and glory of being the best. You can definitely see how this would matter to them more, as their tribes spend day and night fighting to survive against the elements. The idea of power is certainly less enticing in that situation as opposed to a leader that actually has physical power in fighting prowess. Next up, let's talk about their appearance. And Goliaths seem kind of like a boring thing to build, mainly because they seem as though they're just giant gray dudes. But let's go over all the little things that you can customize to really build your character. First off, those black marks that Goliaths have are actually not tattoos. They're natural birthmarks that they believe in some way predict their future and how their life will turn out. There's actually a taboo against getting tattoos in Goliath culture because they believe that this will alter or negatively affect their life in some way. So I highly encourage that you get really creative with this aspect of building your Goliath character. There's a misconception with Goliaths, due mainly to the character Grog on Critical Role, that Goliaths are unable to grow hair or beards, and I assure you that that's not the case. They can grow hair, beards, whatever, and they typically will braid them up or just let them run free. You have a lot of free reign on this aspect of building your character. Finally, Goliaths have stony growths around their bodies, known as lithoderms, and these lend credence to the idea that they are descendants of the stone giants. And though that's up for debate, what's certainly not up for debate is the fact that this lends you one of the most unique cosmetic opportunities for building a character in the game. Next, let's discuss your potential Goliath name, of which there will be three, unlike a lot of characters that you may build in D&D. They will have their birth name, their nickname, and their clan name. Goliath birth names are comparatively short, only being about three syllables or less, and they tend to have a long vowel and a very sharp consonant in there somewhere. Think Native American names or Scandinavian names is a very good inspiration for this. Goliath names are, of course, gender neutral, and they actually find the idea of gender-based names to be strange and even condescending. 
Goliath nicknames, on the other hand, are a bit more literal and tend to reference some sort of great deed or a special occupation that the Goliath holds within the clan. These are typically given out by the clan leader or someone else in a position of power. And finally, the Goliath's clan name is significantly longer than the past two, and it's sort of supposed to represent a history that the Goliath carries with it. Many clans will become too large and will break off into other ones, and small ones will forge a new way for themselves, creating a whole new name altogether. So as you can see, you have a lot of creative leeway here. Now let's get into the good stuff. Let's talk about the Goliath's racial traits. Starting with your ability score increase, you get a plus two to strength and a plus one to constitution. You can clearly see how this would line up to play any sort of martial character you can dream of, barbarian included. And though you're allowed to play a Goliath wizard or something along those lines, there's not really a mechanical incentive to do so. With such a boost to your punch and survivability, you'll definitely want to play some sort of martial class, whether that be a fighter, a barbarian, a strength-based ranger, or even a two-handed paladin. All of those are a good fit. As for their age, Goliaths live a very similar lifespan to humans. They mature in their late teens, and they live for a total of a little less than a century, assuming that their clan doesn't force them to work themselves to death. As for their alignment, Goliath's society has very clear roles cut out for everyone in the clan, and this leads them towards a more lawful bent. The Goliath's sense of fairness is built on a heavy emphasis of self-sufficiency and personal accountability, so this would push them a bit more towards the neutral side of things. That said, whether you decide to play a good, evil, or neutral character, I would say that the lawful side of their alignment is what should really shine here. As for their size, Goliaths can grow up to 7 or 8 feet tall and anywhere between 280 to 340 pounds. You would think this would qualify them as a large creature or a large race, and that is sadly not the case. You are still medium, though I will point out that this is as close as you can get to large without homebrew content or something along those lines. Your base walking speed is nothing to write home about with 30 feet. However, you are a natural athlete, meaning that you have a proficiency in the athletic skill. A skill proficiency is not exactly something that's easy to snag in 5e, so having one for a martial class and opening up the opportunity to fill that with something else from your background or class, that's pretty cool. You also have Stone's Endurance, meaning that you're able to occasionally shrug off damage. With your reaction, you can roll a d12 and add your constitution to that roll, and then subtract the total number from the damage that you're supposed to have taken. You can recharge this with a short or a long rest. This is obviously the Goliath's unique trait, and it's pretty damn amazing at that. More than anything else, this is a reason for selecting the Goliath from a mechanical perspective. It's not terribly flashy, mind you, but especially at lower levels, it could mean a lot being able to get rid of 1d12 plus constitution worth of damage. And if during the heat of a battle you feel like you're about to sustain damage that could probably kill you, you can definitely see how this would be helpful. As a Goliath, you also have a powerful build, meaning that when determining your carrying capacity, you can actually carry things one size larger for whenever you're pushing, dragging, or lifting something. This is obviously situational at best, but, you know, in certain campaign situations it might come up, or if you just want to be the group's pack mule, or more likely, if you run into some sort of giant artifact, that could be when you want to use this ability. As a Goliath, you are also mountain-born, meaning that you're naturally adapt to cold climates and higher altitudes. This won't do anything to actual cold damage that you may sustain, so do bear that in mind. This is even more situational than the last ability we talked about, but if you're going into an Arctic campaign, you can definitely see how this would be useful. 
And finally, as for the languages that you're able to speak, read, and write in, that is limited to Common and Giant. This may not seem like a whole lot outside of a Storm King's Thunder adventure path, but as I tell everybody, this is something that you're going to want to have if you ever run into a giant. There's nothing more terrifying than running into a giant and realizing that no one in the party can actually speak to them. Let's end this video with some Goliath builds. You definitely don't have to build your character in any of the ways that we're about to mention. There is no right way to do it. 5e has always been pretty good at allowing players to build their character without making them either too overpowered or too underpowered. But these are definitely some good starting points if you're new to the game or if you're just new to building a Goliath. Let's start off with the obvious choice, which is True Barbarian. You don't really need to make a lot of special choices in order for this to work. Between your plus two to strength, your plus one to constitution, and your stone endurance, you're basically able to just pick up your weapon of choice and deal damage as well as soak it in. Next up is my personal favorite choice, which is the Half-Giant Samurai. As you can see, Goliaths make a pretty good pairing with just about any melee build, but if you want to go for that extra cool factor, and I think you should, going with the Samurai Martial Archetype would probably be your best bet. The Samurai's Fighting Spirit ability is already pretty great for anyone that's worried about survivability as well as offensive ability, but you add in the fact that Stone's Endurance is a reaction while the Fighting Spirit uses a bonus action, you're going to be able to deal a lot of damage while also soaking up a lot of damage. And finally we have Giant on a Mission from God. You're certainly not going to be gaining any charisma bonuses as a Goliath, that's for sure, but that plus two to strength is going to be able to make sure that you can join the fray for your holy cause. Oath of Conquest is a good choice here as it's one of the very few directly combat oriented oaths. Just make sure to pump that charisma up to 16 as soon as you hit level 4 and you'll be able to kick ass for the Lord as much as you want. So as you can see, Goliaths are a bit more exciting than the biblical source material would have you believe. They have a culture all their own, and they have an aesthetic design that really allows you to get creative with it. If any of you guys have some exciting Goliath characters that you've built in the past, I would love to hear them down in the comments. And I would also like to hear if you guys plan on building something, you know, in the near future that you want to share. Thank you so much for watching this video all the way to the end. I really appreciate it. Do be sure to like and subscribe. We put out more videos like this every single week. My name is Patrick Ferguson with Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.